Right, there we go. Very good morning to you, Father Russell Pollitt. Very good morning to you, Father Emil. How are you? Mm, great. Lovely to be with you. I'm feeling top of the world this morning. Thank you very much. Russell, Larry, we've got so many things we'd like to talk about this morning. And once again, we've had this Kabul uh, suicide attack. 80 people killed, hundreds, is that hundreds, injured and so on. Mm. And, uh, and there, were, there was a statement recently by uh, the Bishop Angelos, Angelos, who is the General Bishop of the Coptic Orthodox Church in the United Kingdom. And he spoke about loving the sinner and uh, hating the sin. And uh, it was a Christian response to evildoers. And we just got so much of this terrorism, corrupt, corruption, corrupt leaders, violence, rape. It just goes on and on and on. And I was wondering whether you had a comment to make about this ongoing hatred, violence, uh, whatever we want to call it. You know, Father Emil, I want to preface it by saying this. I want to say that it's fascinating, sad, and even, uh, uh, you know, rather at times I think um, sort of unchristian to see how the news media will play something like the terrible attacks in Manchester over and over yeah. And yet something like Kabul, or just a few days ago, I think it was uh, Tuesday, I heard that uh, two uh, bombs had gone off in Baghdad. We yeah. hardly ever see yeah. uh, uh, anything about those things. So, you know, mm. I think it's uh, uh, when we talk about these things, we, we must also acknowledge the fact that there are certain parts of the world mm. where these things happen, and those people who suffer are not given the same uh, uh, airtime, Right. as what uh, places like London or Paris or, or somewhere in the States is given. And I think that's very important to acknowledge because right. it does show that in the world there is a terrible bias and imbalance that, right. you know, it seems that some people would suffer more mm. from a bomb blast than, than others. And mm. I, I just I, I feel quite strongly about that. Absolutely. I, the letter by uh, uh, Bishop Angelos, the General Bishop of the Coptic Orthodox Church, uh, as you said, in the UK, yeah. uh, acknowledging the pain uh, uh, of, of people who were victims of these terrorist attacks, and then going on to say these remarkable things to those who perpetrated these attacks, saying, you are loved, the violent and deadly crimes you perpetuate are abhorrent and, uh, and detestable, but you are loved. You are loved by God who mm. created you. Uh, you're, you're loved by me, you're loved by millions, mm. uh, not because of what you do, but uh, because you are uh, God's creation. And he goes on to say that he believes in transformation, um, mm. that, you know, it's, it's core to the Christian message. And throughout history, we've seen how many people have been transpo- transformed yeah. uh, from being, uh, 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 you know, uh, doing these terrible acts to to, to, to being people who can live um, a righteous life. So uh, a really fantastic vision and hope uh, that, that the bishop offers uh, in this letter, uh, and almost sort of saying, you know, that we we all tainted by sin, and we are all called to this this conversion, uh, this this uh, personally and collectively con- called to uh, conversion. Mm. So a, a very powerful, uh, powerful letter, and um, you know, a Christian response, I guess, by saying, you know, that ultimately, no matter you can't define a human being by simply their act. Mm. You know, that you've got to look at the whole person. It's a very challenging position as well, I think, for us, because, you know, when we hear about the terrible things that happen, if we just think about the gender-based violence in our own country, and uh, there are some quarters that are calling once again for things like the death penalty, that that sort of revenge way of reparation almost, Mm. 
And yet the bishop is saying, no, this is not the way forward. We need to assure these people that they are loved. We need to call these people to conversion. We need to uh, help them to take responsibility for what they've they've done. And uh, basically saying, you know, that uh, we condemn their acts, but we can't condemn them as people. I was wondering when I when I read this this um, this letter that is written here, which is very powerful, as you say, but if it's going to be read by you know people who are not Christian, uh, I wonder how that would be taken because the bishop is appealing to his Christian roots. Um, exactly, and, and and it's certainly it's certainly it's certainly very rooted in a Christian understanding yeah. of sin and redemption. Uh, you're absolutely right, and mm. he speaks very clearly in there about how uh, the cross and the resurrection of Jesus mm. takes our humanity from the bonds of sin and death to mm. liberation in goodness and everlasting life. Mm. Um, and he speaks about, you know, uh, suffering and brokenness in, you, in, you, in our humanity, but how the, the, the cross and resurrection of Jesus is, is a thing to redeem that. Right. So I, it would be, uh, it, it, is, it is certainly very um, uh, countercultural. Mm. And I would say as well that in many ways it is also uh, uh, certainly... Um, you know, very strongly imbued with a Christian vision. Yes. And uh, yes. so it's a good question as to how people outside of that Christian vision or that Christian understanding would take mm. it. They might just say, look, you know, this guy's completely crazy or, right, or this right. vision is completely crazy. Right, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a powerful statement, but as I say, from a Christian point of view, it's, it's, it's very powerful. But I was just wondering how people from, of other faith persuasions will, would look at this and say, well, we're not Christian. Well, what's it got to do with us, you see? Um, mm-hmm. But although the truth be told, you know, I I suspect that in most of the major religious traditions in the world, mm-hmm. there is the, uh, an understanding of sin and and redemption. It may mm-hmm. not be it may not be the same as the Christian vision, mm-hmm. but certainly the, there would be an understanding of of, of self actualization, self transformation, and 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 also uh, you, you know uh, mm-hmm. uh, moving towards some sort of uh, whether they call it redemption, they would call it maybe. Uh, you know, some sort of mm. sense of peace or mm. consolation or whatever the case is. Right, yeah. So I suspect that from that point of view, mm. uh, people may uh, may be able to feel some um, uh, allegiance with this letter. But when you start talking about the cross and resurrection, I yeah. suspect that for some people that will be very foreign right. and very difficult to understand. But, but I, you know, yeah. the truth be told, Father Emil, I think that Christians will will find it very hard to understand. Mm, that's also true. That's also true. And yet he is appealing in most of the letter to to his, our common human roots, really. I mean, yeah. th- that's basic to the, to, the, to the letter. He is talking as a Christian leader, but, I mean, you know, he's talking about family life and young people and children and so on. And, uh, I mean, everybody's got children. Uh, every, well, not everybody's got children, but everybody's got a, a kind of common appreciation of our humanity. And I think he's also appealing to that in people. Absolutely. I think I think that's absolutely true. And I also think the other important thing is in the midst of a world which is in flux, in which we hear political leaders mm. calling for all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, uh, terrible things, um, you know, if one looks at the migration crisis or you know, even these kinds of terrorist attacks that we're going to hit back at these terrorists with the utmost of force and all this kind of stuff. Here is a leader who is offering an alternative narrative to what basically, I think, uh, bankrupt politicians can no longer deal with. I mean, right. we've heard the same rhetoric from politicians over and over. Right. And, 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 and Pope Francis is in this class as well, because Pope Francis is offering a different narrative mm-hmm. to try 
and find a way through the difficulties that the world is experiencing at the moment, right. uh, which political leaders, for the most part, have absolutely failed to do. Yeah, yes. No, you're quite right. Quite right. Quite right there. Anyway, a very powerful statement. Very powerful statement. And thank you for those comments. Anything more you want to say about it, Russell? No, I no. think it would be very good if people went to read that. And even if yeah. it makes you uncomfortable, mm. even if you disagree with the bishop, I think it's yeah. very important uh, uh, to go and read that statement because I mm. think he does really go to some of the heart of, of what it means to be, to be Christian, what the heart, what the, what the heart of believing in mm. Jesus Christ. Mm. And it's an uncomfortable and, and, and an easy thing. Uh, and yet I think we need to face the square on because that's at the, at the, at the baseline what we're saying. I believe in when we say the creed. That's right, exactly. Yes. All right. Well, let's hope people do take the time and the trouble to go and find the document. I'm not quite sure where I would find it now, but the man's name is Bishop Angelos, A-N-G-A-E-L-O-S. So maybe if you Google Angelos, you might find the statement somewhere. I, I could also retweet it uh, if people uh, can find it on Twitter. It's at rpolitsj. But I do know that I think it was published on Independent Catholic News' website, icn.org.uk, I think the address okay. is. All right. In, I, 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 Independent Catholic News, ICN. Okay. Yeah. Father Russell, thank you very much indeed. Now, that's going from you know, terrorism, corrupt politicians, violence, rape, and you name it, and more people being killed in, in, in so many different parts of the world. South Africa, we've also gone through a bit of a... A high point or a low point with Sasa, and uh, oh. I, I was shocked to see that uh, the profit there was 1.1 billion rand. This, this is, is this moral? I think it's completely immoral. Yeah, let's put this in perspective. You know, in April, 17 million people stood the chance of not getting their social grants because of the mess that politicians had made. Mm. Uh, the company that, that ran uh, the, 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 the SAFA thing, NetOne, and, and, and I think it's a CPS, so, you know, um, there was this wrangle, it went to the Constitutional Court, you know, uh, they, the, the big debate was whether the service fee that they would charge would be, I think it was around 17 rand, they wanted to put it up to 25 rand per, per person uh, that gets a, a grant. Um, we need to remember where this money comes from. I mean, this is social grant. This is tax money. So every single person out of the 17 million that they pay a, a grant to, this company was taking 15 or 16 or 17 rand, and they wanted to put it up to 25 rand. They argued that this was important because, you know, they had to pay the people who administered these grants, et cetera, et cetera. Now we hear that the CEO is going to bow out and has, has chosen to resign and is going to uh, take a massive amount with him because the company made a profit of $1.1 billion. <laughs> This is not even immoral. This is obscene Absolutely. that somebody actually do this yes. and think they can get away with it. I mean, it is just absolutely mind-boggling. You know, uh, you know Russell, the, corruption has just gone into the very fiber of our society. Yeah, it's almost taken over the soul, right. I'd, I'd say. You know, I was reading something the other day that it's almost taken over the soul uh, of, of the country. And yeah. if one just reads the exposés this morning yeah. about the, you know, further exposés about the emails with, with, with the Guptas and with various people in government, etc., uh, you know, one soon realizes that we're not talking about a few isolated incidents here. We are talking about, you know, a, a cancer that is that is affected 
the major organs of the body. Yeah. Mm, I know. It's really terrible. I, I, I just, unbelievable. Unbelievable. 1.1 billion rand profit. Yeah. yeah and there's a profit. There's a profit. And I think, um, I think uh, more will follow in the Mail and Guardian today. And um, there's a profit. Yeah. But the CEO, out of that 1.1 billion, the CEO, this, uh, this fellow, what's his name, Serge Bellerman, is going to take 263 million. Oh, goodness gracious. It's He's going to walk away with 263 million. Oh, my word. Um, because he agreed to give up the job early, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is a travesty. It's immoral. It's disgusting. Mm. And you do wonder whether these people like uh, our friend uh, Serge Bellamont, and he's not the only one, mm. I mean, do they even know what the word conscience means? How does this man sleep at night yeah. when you have people in rural areas that are looking after, say, uh, uh, their grandchildren, uh, old Gogo, is relying on that social grant, mm. who, you know, that 17 or 25 rand that they're taking off yeah. is actually a lot of money for somebody like that right. to feed four or five mouths. Yeah. And this man is going to take 263 million rand as a golden handshake, and the organization has made 1.1 billion rand yeah. of the poor. Yeah. No, it's 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 it is it's it's disgusting. I mean, it's it's. I don't. Know, I have no words to say to describe the situation. But that really is terrible, 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 well, terrible. And, and you know, and I think we could go probably to the harshest of the text in the in, in the gospel in the New Testament. Some some of Jesus's harshest words, mm. and and we would be really justified in saying, you know, we could use this kind of word uh, to describe this when Jesus speaks about you know, brood of vipers and hypocrites and yeah, all these kinds of things right. in a very powerful way, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really, you can, you can sort of see how Jesus' frustration with the, with the corruption in mm-hmm. his own time mm-hmm. is not too different with, 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 with the anger that we should be feeling about this. Right, exactly. uh, you know, and, um, and I, I mean, what one does about these things is a big question, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, Father Emil, because it seems to me that we're in a situation now where who do you really trust? Right, you know, yeah. the, the, the Minister of Finance has got, uh, you know, a cloud above his head. We know that the President has got a cloud above his head. We know that Baimoleth has got a massive cloud above his head. Mm-hmm. We know that the, that, that the Minister of, of, of Minerals and Energy, um, uh, Mining has got a massive cloud. You know, mm-hmm. we, we saw yesterday how compromised the Minister of uh, Public Enterprises is. Mm. Uh, where, where does one find someone who you can say, this person is actually doing an honest day's work and is someone who's living their life with integrity, who is, who is publicly uh, a role model? Mm. I mean, we just don't see that. Yeah, I know. It's, huh? it's, uh, it's very sad. It's very sad. I mean, it's, uh, I mean there is a need. There is a need for a, an upsurge of morality. That people come to appreciate ethics and morality, and and not this kind of uh, uh, corruption that we see taking place here. I mean, it's terrible. And then some people will say, "Oh no, Father, but you know, you, Father Russell, are talking politics now. It's not politics. We're talking about morality, and that's to, to do with our our faith, really." Yeah, and and you know, I, my response to that is two things. Exactly that. That you know, this is about morality. This is about integrity. This is about right relationship. This is about justice. This, mm. is, this is rooted in the social teaching of the Catholic Church. Absolutely, we're talking about. That's right. Yeah. Um, however, you know, the answer to that is also to say, well, you know, if you think 
that Jesus was not a politician. You have not understood the Gospels whatsoever. Mm. Because the reason that Jesus got himself into a lot of trouble with authorities and his whole trial was because Jesus yeah. dared to speak out yeah. about the rotten politics of his own day, the religious politics, but also the social politics. Yes, that's right. Uh, so we cannot divorce uh, politics from, from, from our belief. Mm. Uh, we, 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 are, we are by nature political. Mm. Wherever you find human beings, you, you're going to find politics. And, and what our job is, is to critique the politics and make sure that those politics are done in a moral way with integrity. And that's right. exactly what's not happening. Mm. Russell, let's leave that there. What about the no-confidence vote? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I laughed because, you know, over the weekend, everybody was sort of saying, oh, you know, uh, NEC, the RANs are showing signs that NEC is going to get rid of Zuma and all of a sudden. I, I, it's just another smoke scheme. My personal opinion is that it's going to make absolutely no difference, that mm-hmm. you're going to just see the same thing that's happened before, yeah. you know, that most of the people... Uh, who are sitting in the benches in Parliament will vote for the president. Yeah. I think the key to understanding that is Monday's press conference, where Grady Mantashi said that uh, this is not about the president. This is about trying to, you know, unseat or, 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 or topple the the ANC, right. and therefore they have put their confidence behind uh, uh, President uh, Zuma and. Uh, uh, you know, all the things he said in that press conference. Mm. I can't see any change coming. Mm. I mean, it's just going to be, an, uh, once again, a slinging match of, of speeches to, to defend him from members of the ANC. Uh, last time, uh, some prominent Catholics were unfortunately part of, of the big defense of Zuma, uh, which calls into question a number of things. I, I was saying to someone the other day, um, who spoke to me, uh, you know, that in the U.S., uh, that's one thing that the bishops have done, that you agree with the, the things that they choose, is they have chosen publicly to speak out about uh, people in society who have clearly uh, violated Catholic, uh, Catholic uh, you know, uh, morality. Yeah. But in South Africa, we, we're very silent about that. Um, I, so I suspect those speeches will, there'll be a lot of mud slinging, there'll be a vote, and uh, after the vote, uh, Zuma will smile, uh, the test one man and life goes on as it has before. That's right. Yeah, I bet that's going to happen. You know, I was very, uh, when I, during the week when the NEC met and Joel Netsitenze uh, spoke, and I thought he spoke very well and very convincingly and uh, with, you know, great insight and so on. And throughout his speech, people gave him rousing ovations and so on. And yet at the end, <laughs> the result was back to square one. Yeah, I mean, it's all about politics because, mm. um, you know, I don't know if you noticed how they also published the names of those people who, who spoke out or voted against Zuma, the 18 names. Mm-hmm. They didn't publish the, the names of the people who spoke for Zuma yeah. uh, or, or who supported him. You know, yeah. It's all part of a, of a game that's being played, uh, a political game. Uh, uh, but I, 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 even after I heard that speech by, uh, by Joel, I, you know, I, I wondered to myself, I mean, I, I think... I mean, I think it's true. I think we have to face facts. I mean, the ANC is no longer control, uh, in control of people like Zuma or the executive. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, they have ceded their, their, their powers to... Uh, Zuma's not accountable to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we need to realize that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the, the, the ANC, as much as what they claim, that they, they're in, in um, you know, in in power and in government and so forth. I mean, there, there are other forces that are driving things and they have lost the power. They've lost control. Mm-hmm. No, you're quite right. Anyway, we can go on and on, on and on about that. What about the uh, Jesuit Institute? Anything new coming out of that? 
Yeah, something very exciting is happening. Uh, I know, well, I, well, at least I think it's exciting. Um, we are in the final stages of uh, putting together, it's in fact uh, with the graphic designer, uh, a workbook uh, for, 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 for clergy, for, for parishes, for schools, for, for any group. Uh, a workbook on Laudato C. And what this workbook does is it takes Laudato C and it chunks it down and it tries to contextualize it by uh, giving us South African or Southern African examples of issues around climate change to, and, and offers a, a group process for people to look at the document together, to discuss it, and to, uh, and to, and to come to a deeper understanding of what Pope Francis means in Laudato Si. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that book uh, will probably go to the print in the next week or so. And then uh, we're also uh, in the final stages of uh, preparing a text a similar book on Amoris Laetitia. So ways of trying to, to, to implement these things. Not, not everybody has the time or even uh, sometimes uh, the understanding to read something like a, mm. uh, Laudato Si or Amoris Laetitia. So in, in 40 or 50 pages, what we've tried to do is put it into sessions, into, so it can be used in a, in, in, in a catechism class, it can be used in a parish, it can be used by a justice and peace group. Uh, to, to try and work through the documents and understand the issues using our own local contextual things. Yeah. So we teamed up uh, for the environmental one with uh, an environmental company called Gondwana Environmental Solutions. So we had some, some environmental uh, uh, um, uh, uh, people involved in helping us do that, uh, uh, put together uh, the text, and uh, we've had a very nice uh, review by Bishop Abel Gabuza, who is the bishop for uh, the... Uh, Justice and Peace Department or Commission at the, at the conference, so allowed us to fall underneath that. And uh, yeah, so the next project is to get the text for Morris Letizia ready, which will hopefully be ready by, by August, September. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that quite exciting that we, we're trying to find ways of getting our people here to understand what Pope Francis is saying and also implement it in their lives. If one thinks of Cape Town and the, and the water crisis down there, a lot of us, he's got a lot to say about water and water resources. Right, yes. Well, thanks for that, and thanks for being on the ball about getting something out like that. Very, very valuable as far as I'm concerned. And thanks so much for that initiative. Great, thank you. And uh, also on the Jesuit Institute website, we've started a series of little videos. I think I, I mentioned this last week. Uh, we, we started a series called What is the Bible?, we find that many people ask questions. It's just two or three minute little clips, but also, once again, things that maybe can help people to have a discussion. Uh, and uh, this, uh, the last, so the first one is, what is the Bible, a collection of books? And the second one went up last week, which is, uh, is the Bible really the Word of God? I mean, how do we understand the Bible as the Word of God? And uh, tomorrow, the third in the series will go up. Uh, so if you want to see those, we've had some people say they, they're helpful to to, to start discussions in catechism classes, right. uh, they can just go to the Jesuit Institute's website, and those videos are all available there. Okay, all right, and so give us the website. Uh, very simple, one word, jesuitinstitute.org.za. There we go, and that's all there. Okay, Russell, we've gone over time, but thank you very much for sharing with us again. It's always interesting and enjoyable talking to you, and thank you for your insights. Thank you. God bless.